I believe with every fibre of my being that the course I have set out is the right one for our country and all our people. What has been achieved today is not Brexit. I don't believe this government has negotiated fairly or effectively. Brexit is a lose-lose situation. We have always followed the EU mandate. It is utterly unacceptable to anybody who believes in democracy. Hello and welcome to Brexit The Final Countdown. We have 183 days until October the 31st. But before then, we've got so much to look forward to. We have local elections, EU elections, WAB, a people's vote, a customs union, a general election, Love Island. I mean, so much to look forward to. Joining us this week are two luminaries from express.co.uk, head of news, Paul Baldwin. Hello. And video news editor, Thomas Hunt. Hello. I'm, of course, Rebecca Hudson. Chaps, are you ready? Always. <laughs> Big night tomorrow, a festival of democracy, local elections for this great green aisle uh, for most places, not London. Um, story of the week has to go to this, the, the Tories in Lincolnshire, who it kind of reminded us a bit of you, Paul, who enlisted the help of some <laughs> hapless Boy Scouts to start leafleting, um, leafleting the area in exchange for some time on an allotment, which obviously clearly breaches the political impartiality uh, of the organisation. As they should have known. Of course. How old are you if you're a scout? If you're a scout, you would be uh, 10. 10. 10 to 12, probably. Absolutely brilliant. So yeah, really galvanising yeah. the grassroots. Boom, boom. A lot of joke. That was good, wasn't it? Uh, okay, so is it going to be a car crash? The Tories are set to lose 800 seats. Uh, I'm going to go out on a limb here. Come Friday morning, Theresa May will be out. Ousted. Oh, my God. Because of those Boy <laughs> yeah. Scouts. No, no, no. <laughs> the, uh, this is going to be a bloodbath on the scale that we have never seen. There's a few political commentators going back to, I think it's 1995, when the Tories lost 2,000 seats. That's going to look like a pretty good result oh come Friday God. morning. Can, can you have a bloodbath if no one turns up? Uh, technically, the, yes. Constant, a highly the, concentrated B-Day. It, 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 it is indeed, yeah. Because yeah. I, I, I just think it could. they'll look at the voter turnout, which could well be in the teens... And they'll turn around and say, well, it just, it doesn't, what does it show? I don't show know, we, we seem to be contradicting uh, what we said last week, because <laughs> this could also yeah, be seen completely flipped. as, uh, and will be, obviously, a, an election not about potholes in the road, but about Brexit. And yeah. um, the main two parties are going to catch a huge cold. There's no question about it. But there's no the one to vote for. So they've well, they well, they don't have Change UK and they don't have Brexit party. They do you have UKIP. They have UKIP. That's the danger, yeah. or not the danger, but I mean it, the reality of the of the situation will be UKIP will become the default protest vote. But UKIP don't are not covered in all the local elections. Nope, they only have one thousand four hundred candidates. So maybe the Greens will pick up a little bit. The Independents will pick up a little bit. But who, the people that won't pick up are the Conservatives primarily and the Labour Party. But whereas, whereas I argued last week that I think the very people galvanised by Brexit will go out and vote in the EU election and vote either Brexit Party or Change UK yeah. or Lib Dem, the, the very thing this time is they don't have an option in their eyes, maybe, to vote. So they are going to just stay at home because they, they realise that in, they can sit tight for three Although, weeks. Although, ironically, this election actually counts and the one down the road counts for Well, nothing. the one down the road might not even happen, might it still? It's entirely possible. Yeah. Um, Whereas tomorrow really does happen. But it really does happen. It's, it's a real part of British, you know, democracy. So and we- I, I'm kind of... It's difficult to know. I, I'm with Tom. I think the turnout will be pitiful. 
local election turnouts are not. Well, um, it normally only needs to coincide with the general election, doesn't it, to get kind of the yeah, 60% absolutely. pluses in? Um, yeah, but it's, I think it averages at about th- low 30s. Yeah, low 30s. But it doesn't really matter how many people turn out, they still count the votes at the end, and uh, the Tory party will catch it in the neck in a way it never has before. It could be an existential crisis for them. The, um, the grassroots Tories are already calling for what is effectively a, another vote of no confidence in their leader. It, it can be sort of swept aside. Um, it doesn't have absolute political clout, but it will just be the final nail in the coffin, surely, for the woman who, who's already said, I will go if you accept my deal. I mean, just extraordinary situation we find ourselves in as a nation and, and as the, you know, um, for members of the Tory party as a party, I guess. Imagine if you can for a moment that you were Remainer, imagine. Who, who would you vote for? Considering, obviously, we know last night Labour just have kind of stuck to this very obscure wording around like a yeah. second referendum. For a local election. Yeah, tomorrow. Um, well, the Who'd Lib Dems have gone with Lib the Dems. clear message. Which that, is bonkers. That... They are the, the stop-Brexit yeah. party, oh, which, well, sorry, which is a clear message. And without getting ahead of ourselves again, it, it shows again the PR and the marketing of Change UK, where their message is something along the lines of, we will campaign for a second referendum on a people's vote to try and... Yeah, consider just, us a Remainer yeah. alliance, but we're and not going like, to ally, ally well, with anyone. Yeah, yeah it's super start, weird. Sort of PR, it, it, might be, it will also be interesting to see if... Jeremy Corbyn's policy of sitting on... I mean, Jeremy Corbyn has sat on the fence for so long, one begins to wonder about his testicles, but... Um, never, I've never <laughs> moving, wondered. Moving, a bit, <laughs> moving up from that mental image. Uh, I, I could, okay. uh, it would be interesting to see because... It, principles. <laughs> what came, What seemed to come out... What was hilariously came out of last night's crunch NEC meeting, mm. which was supposed to establish some sort of policy... Uh, was that two Labour MPs came straight out of that meeting and one tweeted, fantastic, we're having a second referendum. And the other tweeted, fantastic, we're not having a second referendum. That's how clear that was to the to the members. So how clear that is. But, but that policy of not having a policy has been uh, accidental genius on Corbyn's part because he's been allowed to get away with it for a start. Um, and it served him entirely well as the, as the Tory party. Have, as I said last week, the circular firing squad, they would just shoot each other until the Tories, you know, dissolve and collapse in a heap. And Mr Corbyn picks up the keys to number 10. The, <coughs> not and goes and sees a doctor, hopefully. <laughs> the only difference in defence of Corbyn and Yeah, Lee give it a go. The, the actually, they have approached this local election like a local election. They tried last week to spend each day coming out with a new policy announcement, but nobody covered it. They, they actually, towards the end of the week, got annoyed and sent an angry tweet to the Today programme saying, we have a fantastic policy on um, homes and you've just ignored it and you're not even mentioning it on your show and you've not asked us to have anyone on to discuss it. I actually think it could be quite an exciting opportunity for independent candidates and for local issues um, that people might take the, the thought that they can't go and vote the way they want to on Brexit uh, and they don't want to vote Tory or Labour that they might look at the Green Belt or whatever local issue is bothering them. I did actually have a quick rundown. There were a few that of the issues. There was someone who went purely for Green Belt being destroyed in uh, Essex. So if anyone's locally there, they can go and 
I'm, I'm sure in some areas there will be uh, hockey kind of local issues, um, which may uh, result in, in you know, whatever party seems to have the best policy on that. But for the rest of the country, I just don't buy it. it everything is about Brexit. Everything is about Brexit. But if we've got, so we sort I, that out. I do think in most areas you will have some, almost every local election you have some independent candidate who has an issue that bothers my mum or mm, dad mm. in there. And as you run down the list, be it potholes or... Potholes is obviously the biggest one, <laughs> I think we can all agree. It needs more money from the school budget, yep. doesn't it? Right. Yeah. But there was one purely on, um, over, there was one list of overcrowding in Surrey, of overcrowding prison locally that has caused the fears in the local area that people could be out and caught on day release and not going back. And that's the sort of thing that if cam- if someone is campaigning on that and people look and think, I still want to vote, but I don't... It's enti- I would say there are, there are local hockey issues for sure. But if you look at the... Um, I mean, I've covered local elections for years and people vote almost without exception, the same way they vote in a general election. They vote on party lines. Mm. And that will happen, but no one will want to vote for the parties, the two parties that they usually vote for. Well, because neither of those two parties have been talking about Brexit that. for a little while. We haven't really spoken about it for three weeks. We've managed to get three podcasts out, but yeah. no one else has been talking about it. Uh, you, that's and a really important point and a, and a um uh, one that should make us all very angry, really. I mean, obviously, at, at express.co.uk, we've been keeping the um, Brexit very much front and centre as much as possible, but it has been difficult to get uh, news from, uh, you know, the top-level sources because both parties have seemingly deliberately gone quiet to try and avert us thinking about Brexit when we go to the polls the tomorrow. Po- exactly. Which is... Sorry. No, no, no. I was saying it's just... It's just. It's kind of... It's bonkers politics, it's isn't it? It's bonkers politics. Let's ignore it's the elephant on the doorstep. It's patronising. Yeah. And it's... Uh, and it's wrong. It's just utterly wrong. It's, again, you know, it, to, to try and pretend if we don't talk about it, no one will notice. Mm. It's like... It's like um, it's like a surgeon getting up in the middle of, um, of an operation, a life or death operation, and saying... Just going for a pint. I'll be back in a few weeks. Can you, you imagine know? someone going for a pint mid-shift? <laughs> Absolutely. The very, the very I can't. I, I truly idea. can't imagine. No, you're it kind of bonkers. But there is a sort of a bigger theory that maybe the reason that we haven't been talking about Brexit on the doorstep is because we're going to let the local elections happen today, tomorrow, and then we're going to announce the C word, the customs union compromise, as the result of the cross-party talks. Um, it's a big telegraph. Not that we'd ever. Yeah, no, no, <laughs> no we're talking about a big splash. Um, and, uh, it's, it's not know, as a telegraph. There's no, it's, a, it's a, a kind huge of the, the a big theory across, across the board that uh, Mrs. May is keeping quiet because on Friday she will. Uh, these these talks with Labour, um, which have not come to anything, have seemingly made her realise the only person that's going to give is Mrs. May mm. because Labour Party don't have to do anything. We've said this many times, right? Why should they shift? They're doing absolutely fine just yeah. as they are. The only person that's in all sorts of trouble is Theresa May. Yeah. So on, Theresa, on Friday, the theory is that she will come out and say, uh, we're having, she won't call it a customs union, she'll call it something else, but it will be a customs, customs union. Customs union. And then Corbyn's able to kind of turn to his party and call it a Labour Brexit. He doesn't yeah. have to, he's not then pushed into a second referendum. La- but Labour he will have look to... like, they will come out of this covered in glory yeah. and political champions and political geniuses. Yeah. 
And it also saves him having to have the second referendum because obviously the wording around that is that it would be to avoid a Tory Brexit. Of course, there is one caveat to that, that Theresa May won't be there because she'll have been ousted. Well, then she won't be able to announce the the big C word. No. Um, How plausible do you think that is, Thomas? Whatever does come out of these talks, of which I have 0.01%, that yeah. there'll be anything yeah, yeah, worthwhile yeah, that's yeah. going to lead us, that we will have all these theories come to a point and say, oh, actually, come Halloween, we're just going to be with Theresa May waving some bit of paper saying, please sign my deal yeah, yeah. and we'll get another delay and we'll turn around and say, oh, but at least Corbyn's uh, not come up with a decision yet. Right. So so to circle back, Thomas, you're, you don't think customs union cross-party that's going to be the outcome of the cross-party talks and that we could have a we could vote on it this month and we could be out by the first of july you're saying no i don't think so no and paul you're saying more feasible i think it's i think it's possible but i think it'd be overtaken by events because i really think the um that friday could see mrs may on the way to the holiday home of her dreams, <laughs> <laughs> out to pasture. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, there was some very. There was. There has been some Brexit this week. The wonderful Pascal Lamy uh, has been about, and he had this kind of interesting theory that rather than us having negotiated the divorce bill first, we should have started talking about the trade agreement first because he thinks maybe it would have guided us a bit better if we had known what we were working towards. Then the terms of how we got out would have been maybe a little like clearer and easier. Um, which I thought was kind of an interesting and plausible thought. Thomas, what do you think? You're waving your hands. He. Well, so he's the former head of the WTO, the World Trade Organization. Mm-hmm. He is, was very much the idea that this isn't a great financial decision to leave the European Union. But he has made the point that many of the Brexiteers made or have made for the last two years that we, by agreeing to the EU's timeline of events of how the Brexit negotiations will take place, that we shot ourselves in the foot right back at the beginning. Um, and he said that there, were, there should be no way that you offer your 39 billion without having agreed some <laughs> what form you might of get. trade. Or, yes. yeah. Um, and yeah, it was pretty much, he made that argument. He went on to add that, I think, that WTO that we mm. are all holding as a gold standard isn't meant for the way that we're going to try. No, and, and there was a little it. bit of London bashing in his in all his comments, but um, it was just kind of a, yeah, an interesting it, kind it, of quite it, practical bit of yeah. Uh, it goes back to but and it, it's still in the forefront of many of the hardcore Brexiteers' mind that actually this whole process we can click the restart button. They can remove Theresa May, get someone like Boris in, and he'll be able to go back to the EU and start from square one. Which I'm pretty sure the EU will say. No. no, in all their various again. Forms. Why, why yeah. would they? Why exactly. would they? They've, they've got exactly what they want right now. Um, it would be problematic on both sides in the short term for um, you know, a, a hard Brexit, but I think they're past caring. <laughs> just <Yeah>. generally, <laughs> just they've not, got their own stuff. Yeah, they on, absolutely they? have. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Okay, so last week there was a bit of a, there was a raging debate between you two about the EU elections, and we've even touched on it in this podcast. We um, have. And I understand that we did some independent polling of our own on express.co.uk and asked our readers um, whether they intended to vote and who they intended to vote for, and what was the outcome and who, and who was right in the end, you or Paul Thomas? Well, 
Obviously, um, we're all right. We're all winners. Democ- <laughs> democracy is the real winner, actually, in all this. So I, sh- I don't know why I said that. Too binary. Too binary. I'm not going to say that I didn't get the whole family voting for. <laughs> Did the you way get I Facebook ads? Isn't the, that how uh, you win elections these days? <laughs> get the analytic. The um, the question that we posed was: Will you be voting in the upcoming EU elections? Uh, and it was a simple yes or no. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we had uh, eleven thousand two hundred thirteen people for yes, and. Uh, a lowly 891 for no. no. So, who are these people voting for? We're expecting a record turnout. So, <laughs> but that's obviously just express readers online. But, but it, a nice it gives an idea that, yeah. Yeah, that they are keen. And then we went, the other one was a list of the parties available and who we vote for. Um, and of the list, we had the Brexit Party, Change UK, Conservatives, Green, Labour, Lib Dem, Plaid Cymru, SNP, UKIP and other. And there were 32,822 votes cast and 27,975 of them chose the Brexit party. Right, which sends out... Which sends a very clear message. Clear. Oh, very clear. So, and yeah. rather worryingly for Theresa May, 544... More people voting for the for the very ambiguous Change UK, the nebulous (laughs) Change UK. Uh, Something very alarming though. Did you see the stuff from Best for Britain today that uh, eight million people are not registered to to vote in the European elections? The May seventh deadline is very close. So if you do want to exercise your Uh, democratic uh, vote, it's not often that I um, have a uh, give huge backing to a a Remain group, but. yeah, eight. Their research show that like, eight million disenfranchised people, people in this country, and it, I, I've long thought that it should be uh, the law that you have to vote. You have to turn up. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Um, it happens in a lot of uh, our European neighbours and, and Australia, right? And, right. Okay. Another bastion and of I democracy. Think, I think it's so important. That yeah, definitely. It shouldn't be a sort of, uh, can I be bothered? Can I be bothered? No, you can be bothered and you will turn and up. And you will be bothered. Yeah, yeah. yeah. so quite staggering. Yeah. Um, Brexit Party have done an incredible job, haven't they? I mean, not only recruiting former stars of this podcast, including Lance Foreman, a salmon magnate, and the wonderful June Mummery, and Martin Daubney, who's a Brexiteer I'd like to feature on this podcast. <laughs> what a babe. Um, they've done so well, haven't they? That was cute. Um, I hope he's listening. Uh, they've done so well, haven't they? What a slick operation. It's fraud. It's just, he's it's, brilliant. He's, he's, he was UKIP and he is this new party. The, it's a, um, the, the, worry, the concerning thing for me is in the local elections, uh, people will conflate UKIP with Farage, even though he left them a long a time while ago. ago. Yeah. yeah, and and they are not the same thing anymore. Farage was a it was one man party and a single issue party, and that issue was nailed, and he sort of moved on, and he saw job done. He was he's been forced to come back. He didn't want to come back, but it felt the need to come back and save us all. Don't call it a comeback. Know, you know. But, <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, he, he's a, he is love him or hate him, and he is Marmite. He's an extraordinary politician, there's mm. no question about that. There was some staggering, there's a staggering YouGov poll that London voting intentions in the EU elections see Labour at 28%, the Brexit Party at 19% and Change UK at 17%. And considering London is a hotbed of Remainers, that kind of is a testament to how yeah. well he's done this whole yeah, thing. Absolutely. And a really nice variety of candidates, a great Periscope stream. I mean, tick, and, tick, tick. And purely that people know what they stand for. Well, that the I name means that something. Is, yeah, yeah. That he, he actually admitted that he was surprised the Electoral Commission allowed him to take Brexit Party right. as a name. He said he just put it in there as his first option yeah. to think. I wonder yeah. what the other options would have been. <laughs> <laughs> Tell them again. Um, but he did, and it's clear, and they have had a constant 
process of they had more a whole thing in Newport last night mm. um, with songs and candidates walking on to walk on music. And you think this is pro- was, this is like sexy Trump politics. Well, it's cool. He he is so far hit the nail on the head. Yeah. They haven't had any to remove any people for dodgy previous I mean, tweets, tweets. Yeah. or yeah, yeah. background stuff. I think, no, um, his genius, if it is such, is that despite him actually being dead posh and loaded, he seems to speak for the average person. Hmm. Uh, Imagine being dead posh and loaded, <laughs> and but <laughs> somehow disguising it. Imagine well, being such saying, a chameleon. But, but he doesn't it, like uh, you know. We know the the Bullingdon Club Tory boys are also dead posh and loaded, but. They come across as dead, yeah. posh and loaded, and thus they will turn off a certain number of the electorate. Uh, Farage somehow seems to, to to get above that, and, and it's a kind of strange everyman sort of yeah, thing. Yeah, have you know. a pint with him yeah, factor. Yeah, that sort of thing. Something. You know. but, and he's managed to, so far, remove the key stick that people would beat him with, which was, look at the people in your party they well, these are all grey, are, aren't they? That, well, it's a roll at, call of variety. Obviously, pips. <laughs> it's slightly a political X factor. Yeah, no, know. it really is. It's like whatever you're into, there's someone there. They've, they've picked carefully so far, but they've also looked at, they have ticked all the boxes regarding business, regarding X-forces, regarding a former teacher, a former nurse. Communist, former yeah. communist. <laughs> like, yeah, it's they, real. They have gone through and yeah. Yeah, yeah. someone behind the scenes has said, this is the way, and... I'm not saying we're going to get a future Dominic Cummings But even, even that, it doesn't feel Benedict like... Oh, I hope in. we're in that, though. But, <laughs> it doesn't feel like they've focus grouped it. It feels like they've sat in a pub and had a couple of pints and scribbled it down on the back of a fag packet and said, oh, yeah, we need somebody from the army. Definitely yeah, and then they found then we need some, someone. <laughs> then we needed, yeah, an extreme left winger, really? Yeah. All right, go on, sneak in. We've got a few pints. So. <laughs> it's kind of like how they did the Spice Girls. <laughs> yeah. um, I was so excited about Remain, Change, sorry, Change UK and the Remain Alliance. I thought that was going to be a really exciting turning point for British politics. Love Chaka Amana. Love Heidi Allen, who admitted that she once danced in a cage. Did you see this in a, on a, in a popular European holiday? <laughs> I mean, they're kind of real too, um, but they just kind of messed it up. Why, why, boys? They, I think, I, I was trying to think about this. I think they are from all of the candidates, all of the members of, I think, are we up to 11, 14? Yes. Like yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. All of them come from the Labour Party or the mm. Tory Party. And interestingly... The Lib Dems for years have said to be a Lib Dem, to try and get on the, like, to, to try and get out there or the message you have is incredibly tough because people yeah. don't care yeah. because you're the Lib Dems. Yeah. Yeah. Whereas if you're a Labour MP or a Tory MP, you have to say, turn down requests to do interviews. Yeah. Where, and I think they are still stuck in that slight mentality where they are expecting, they were expecting everyone to come to the, and they have just, the, the initial hype went off a cliff and I think they are probably thinking, why are the 10 o'clock news not approaching us every day? Yeah, they have like big party syndrome, don't yeah. they? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I think I do think that is a genuine... Yeah. Farage knows how to scrap for attention mm. and how to get, what will get it. They, I think, have come from the machine that are huge of Labour and the Tories. Yeah. And they have just struggled immensely. They've obviously been given some dodgy advice from the beginning. Yeah. They obviously 
similarly, yeah. whereas... They've, they've never had to set up their own interviews. They've just had to wander into well, a their own. Well, they've had to do their own Photoshop. Or, 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 We've yeah. seen the logo. <laughs> well, exactly. And I think they obviously had a, a name and a logo. And then when they were turned down... They had no plan B, and it doesn't bode very well if you've yeah. so someone there, who's there changed. There was a moment yeah, as well. I exactly. think you can't <laughs> change yourself to adapt to Just what's going UK. on. I think as William Hague was saying yesterday, there was a moment for collaborative politics for Change UK and I think the Greens and and the Lib Dems to come together and form a um, for the purposes of of the elections uh, an anti EU party, but they couldn't agree amongst themselves. Mm. And where have we heard that one before? Quite. You know? Quite. Um, and the SNP, they could have kind of embroiled them yeah. a bit, couldn't they? That would have been pretty sexy. Sturgeon's been saying some pretty punchy stuff this week about new currencies and yeah. new referendums. Yeah. I mean, we mustn't forget Scotland, <laughs> must we? We've got quite a few listeners up yeah. there. So this time next week we'll convene. There's a bit of bank holiday. It's going to be cold, though. There will have been a royal baby, hopefully. Uh, yep, we think so. Yep. Thomas doesn't think we'll be in a customs union. You think maybe we will, but you also think we might be headless chicken without. Going all out. Yep, <laughs> We're going all out. I, I just don't see how she can survive any any longer. No, I, really <laughs> I don't know how we will. I'm, I'll just be here. I think. Um, <laughs> final thoughts, chaps. I I just wanted to say there are, there are five places if you are going to vote in the local election. Oh yes, you must do this. That uh, are trialing the new voter ID scheme. So if you are going to vote in Broxtow, Craven, Derby. Uh, Braintree or North Kestvan, uh, you need to take a photo ID or two forms of non-photo ID with you. This uh, is they, a they, tried this it, is... they tried it last year around <laughs> London. Okay. And there were 350 people who came, were turned away and didn't come back and actually vote. Of course they don't. I mean, you, you, don't, you aren't going to go back, that? are yeah, you? Yeah. So, but it, yeah. you think oh, actually that there will be lots of people who have voted for years and years who will turn up, turning up. Not, yeah, but you do yeah. and this is something that I think will only grow they're going to trial it now but yes word of warning how do you think about that Mr Compulsory vote, Voting this just feels like an, an offer I, 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 I hate to say it but it's another affront to democracy isn't it yeah this isn't a fr- this <laughs> no, is just really like is. right for yeah, suppression yeah. and all kinds of yeah. awful things oh dear god uh, I would just like to remind everyone as well to get their party hats on on Saturday for EU celebration day Oh, is that? What it, is that oh, yeah. oh, it's Saturday. Uh, which will, what are we doing? Which will include, <laughs> apparently, life-size cardboard cutouts of uh, Mr. Juncker, uh, among others, <laughs> dotted around the EU, apparently. Um, oh, great. You couldn't make it up, really, could you? But, Why are we yeah. leaving the hottest party in town? <laughs> Actually, in other sort of parties that are being cancelled, um, Corbyn Fest isn't coming back, is it, for a second year? You know, that very successful, weird Glastonbury, <laughs> Corbynbury, or whatever who, they called it, Labour Live, isn't oh. back. I know we were all going to go as well. <laughs> That's a shame. And um, we've spoken a lot about acts of democracy in this podcast, but the key, the biggest... Uh, proxy vote really for the referendum is to vote for Brexit the final countdown in the listeners choice category for the great British podcast awards just the British podcast awards you can do it on the website in the listeners choice category please vote for us we are the voice of the 52% Uh, but it'd be so wonderful to snatch a victory from our competitors don't you think chaps? Absolutely of course tell your friends tell your friends okay we will convene next week have a lovely bank holidays good luck Megan thank you thank Thank you for listening to Brexit The Final Countdown. If you like what you heard, make sure you click subscribe. And if you really enjoyed it, you could always leave us a review.